0: The Liz Calloway Show with Nick Summers, On the Road Again, featuring actor, author, playwright, and political commentator Jordan Rhodes on Talk 94.5. On the road again, just can't wait to get on the road
1: again. Woo, hee-haw! And joining us live on the air is Jordan Rhodes. Good morning, Jordan.
0: Good morning, Liz. Good morning, Nick. How are you guys?
1: We are just dandy. We had some primary over here. We fried some rice, which was nice.
0: Oh yeah, that that's, some of that news was really good last night. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to uh, I'm going to give you some information uh, here before I get into something you know Ooh. more serious. Okay. But the first thing I want to let you guys know is you remember last week I talked about Sandy Santini, this young lady that does the Eartha Kit, yes. uh, one woman show. Well, it turns out. She's from South Carolina, Wow! and she was born and raised in your area there in Horry County, and her family and friends listen to the Liz Calloway show what? all the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I just found this out after Sandy came over to me after she, she, heard, she heard me talking about her on the show. And, of course, her family, well, they heard about it. They called her. Uh So she came and she gave me that information. And she said, you know, you you might want to let them know that. So I'm letting you. That's (laughs)
1: unbelievable. It's so cool.
0: Yeah, it it really is. Okay, uh, uh, staying with my segment of On the Road again. Yes, go uh, ahead. Just a few few nights ago, Mm -hmm. I went to the Ethel Barrymore Theater to see a new musical called Paradise Square. Mm-hmm. which has been nominated for 10 Tony awards so far. And the the I don't I'm not normally going to plug shows like this, you know, on your show, but for anybody coming to New York, I am going to plug this show because there's so much history in this show. This is what I want to see if you guys knew any of this. This whole play, musical, which is just it's absolutely unbelievable. I it's it's the most exciting musical I've seen in years. And it deals with a place in New York called Five Points, which I never knew anything about. It was a 19th century New York City neighborhood that was remembered for being the first slum. And the the show is about the communities between the Irish and the Black Americans, because the Irish immigrants were fleeing the Great Famine uh, in Ireland, first settled in Five Points because it was the most affordable housing that they could find in. The United States in America, and they formed all of these relationships. They bonded. They lived together. They loved each other. Uh, they raised families with all of the Black Americans. Hmm. And Liz, you'll love this: the uh, there were more Black female entrepreneurs that owned businesses. They owned more than one hundred businesses in that Five Points area. Wow! And. Yeah, over 500 businesses, over uh, 100 businesses. And so they had these um, dance halls, they had these um, bars, restaurants, all this stuff. And of course, uh, where the history comes in, and where I'll do a parallel with the power situation we have currently in this country, Mm -hmm. is that during the Civil War, I I, I did not know this, but um, Abraham Lincoln formed the nation's first federal draft. Did you guys know that?
1: Mm, no, I guess not. i never okay. thought about that. Sorry. <laughs> Go <Okay>. ahead.
0: <laughs> anyway, he, he formed the first federal draft uh-huh. because the Civil War was still raging. But there was a total flaw, or a fatal flaw, in the legislation because it provided an exemption to the wealthy if they could pay a fee of $300. Uh-huh. Now, the Irish guys they didn't mind fighting for their own country, but having just come here, they didn't really want, and of course $300 was unbelievable you know, in, in that time period. It was, it was more than a year's wages, and so there was this huge New York draft riots that exploded over a week in July of 1863, and the riots initially up, went uptown and targeted the uptown wealthy, because the uptown wealthy, of course, they were all for. All of this that was going on, because they were, even though they were here in the north, they were pro-South, and they, during the Civil War, due to their financial interest, of course, in the industry, and they were keen to influence the Irish vote, and uh, basically to destroy the area's society. Anyway, these riots broke out, and they moved uptown, and then of course they eventually came downtown to Five Points, and that's what this musical is all about. And they burned, they completely burned five points to the ground. Hmm. They just they they just destroyed it. Now, uh, Liz, have you and Nick uh, ever had the pleasure of being in a performance or a show where there's been what we call a showstopper that's taken place? A where sh- where there's there's been one number or something yeah. in the show that's just so outstanding it stops the show.
1: Yeah. I I have experienced that.
0: Mhm. Uh-huh. Oh, well, you well, you know how thrilling that is. Yeah. Uh, the Ethel Barrymore Theater is 960 seats, and I'm going to get this lady's name wrong. the The lead in the show, who plays Nellie O'Brien, her name is Joaquina Kowkunkango, I think it is. But anyway, mm-hmm. she does a number. Um, she's incredible, but she does a number in the second act mm-hmm. called "Let It Burn," when the the you know the whole neighborhood is being burned up. And there's like 35 people on stage in mm-hmm. this musical, and she does this number, "Let It Burn," and I cannot tell you how incredible it is, and of course, 960 people on their feet applauding wow. even before she finished the song, mm-hmm. and of course, it completely stopped the show. Yeah. Wow! So that that was really it, it was really great. So, anybody if they're coming up to New York, I would strongly recommend Paradise Square. Now, since you guys know that I'm a plethora of esoteric information, of <laughs> course. <laughs> I want. That's, wanna, per, that's I pretty
1: wanna, good. I might steal that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to jump into the January sixth uh, hearings. They're calling them hearings. I'm calling them the Kangaroo Court. Is yeah. what I'm calling it. And, and the fact that they refer to it as a bipartisan when there are two rhinos on this right. seven on the exactly. seven city committee. I mean, it is just. It, it's it's absolutely unbelievable. I mean, the, it. it what blows me away is that in the summer uh, of, of uh, what in and sixty in the summer of sixty, uh, there were what five hundred and seventy-four riots and things that busted out, and, and it was just I mean I mean it was it was incredible. We we all know we all know what went on with that. Uh, Twenty-five people were dead. Uh, I don't know how many businesses burned to the ground. Uh, nobody arrested him or anything else, but this now, instead of it being as we all know a, a riot uh is the insurrection and here's what i want to get your opinion on uh the c b s and even some of the other networks they did a they did a uh they told the viewers that the insurrectionists at the capitol on January sixth caused the death of five police officers mm, right. That's a, that's a pure lie. Yes, they're still is going with that. Lie.
1: Yeah. I know, they keep repeating it.
0: Yeah, and there's nothing true about it, and they know that perfectly well. In fact, zero police officers were killed by rioters on January 6th, not a single one. And we wonder how they get to five. Well, CBS, uh, and, and there, there are other networks too, but right now they were, they were counting the suicides of local police officers mm-hmm. that took place after January 6th, right. in some cases, long after January 6th. But it's the fifth death that CBS News and also CNN, MSNBC, all all of those other. Well, you don't you don't want me to tell you what I really think of those places. Mm -hmm. Uh, They were referring to this uh, police officer Brian Sicknick. You might remember that name. Oh yeah. Because his body lay in state at the Capitol, uh, and the media told us he had been beaten to death by Trump voters with a fire extinguisher. Mm -hmm.
1: All a lie.
0: Okay, all lies. Because the DC medical examiner performed an autopsy, and the aut- autopsy report showed that Officer Brian Sicknick had not suffered any kind of blunt force trauma at all. He was not beaten to death. As a matter of fact, he died of a stroke in his office. Mm-hmm. No one was ever charged in his death because he wasn't murdered. And they completely continue to lie to us. And the only the only death associated with with that you know, with that riot, I call they call it insurrection, I call it a riot. Of course we know the only one person shot and killed was a thirty six year old military veteran named Ashley Babbitt.
1: mm mm-hmm. Oh no. And
0: right. And I don't know if you guys uh i I just recently discovered this. The capital police officer that shot and killed her, he had two uh he'd been what what is it, when they when they come and uh, they uh, They come and they. He had
1: reviews on him because of uh, his improper procedure, and I think there was even an excessive force on his record as well.
0: Right. That's what I'm talking about. He he had had excessive force and and, uh, illegal use of his firearm on on two separate occasions. Yeah. On two separate occasions. I don't know why the word escaped me of of, of what it was that he had been reprimanded. He had been reprimanded on two other times about illegal use of his firearm. Mm. But nothing nothing happens you know to that guy and so we have this this sham going on there uh when it it's it's just it's absolutely unbelievable in the 18 months since January 6th as i'm sure you guys know gas prices have doubled drug overdoses have reached their highest point ever we've got the highest inflation in over 40 years and the U.S. economy is now, we're careening toward a devastating recession that is just scary. And least noted of all, this country has never in its history, with the exception of the Cuban crisis, been this close to a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. That's right. And with all of that going on, all these jerk quarters can do, these clowns, is sit up there and talk about how they're going to prosecute all, all of the people that were involved in what they're calling, you know, the Trump insurgency mm-hmm. uh, of the, what, the 574 demonstrations that took place in the summer because of, uh, in the summer of 2020, uh, what, uh, 2,000, over 2,000 police were injured, 25 people were killed. Uh, have you guys read anything about any of those people being arrested?
1: Uh, hold on a second.
0: Nope. <laughs> <laughs> no it's i'm telling you what what is what is going on with with this country is just it's boggling my mind yeah i'm liz i'm just too old that's that's all it is i can't, <laughs> well, I, I, I just i can't relate to this
1: i was uh, going to play audio today i would actually ran out of time with everything going on, but progressive democratic uh representative jamal bowman uh was talking. On MSNBC the other day and what he was was claiming that uh, if we take if the Republicans take control of the House and the Senate, he said it's going to embolden dangerous and violent extremists. Uh, To take further control, it would also um, it would also embolden the far right, the white nationalists across the country to begin to believe that it's their time to not just take power in the House, but the Senate, the White House and the state houses across the country. And he said. He also said, we've got to understand that this is a group that has been radicalized by the great replacement myth and many other things and have been pushing for violence and pushing for even civil war so that what's at stake right now in terms, he says, so that's what's at stake right now in terms of this election. So he's warning people about a civil war mentality if the Republicans win in 2022.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean it's just ridiculous. What? So the conservatives have basically had one riot to 574 riots of the of the liberals.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: and and I, to me, back to this whole power thing, which um, Paradise Square, that musical, also you know talked about the power thing. I think the DNC, the Democratic, to me, you, I can't say Democrat anymore without associating it with liberal, Democratic mm-hmm. liberals. Right. But I think they should. Their initials should not be DNC. They should be PMC for power, money, and control. That's that that to me is that's in fact they ought to be turned around. It ought to be M for the money, MPC because money, power, and control. That's all these people go for, and and also some of the Republicans right now are not really sitting well with me too because Mm -hmm. I just don't think they're doing enough. You know, to really help the American people out there, Yeah. and uh, it's uh, it's and of course they're talking about uh, if, if, if the Republicans if, take it over and can maybe give our country back to us. Uh, mm-hmm. That I, I think that would be great because what are the gas prices down there for you guys?
1: Uh, like 470 ish. Yeah, anywhere yeah. from wow. mid 450s wow. to about 470 tops. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, the other day I was taking a walk down Eleventh Avenue, uh, where uh, I mean Eleventh, uh, yeah, Eleventh Avenue, uh, where the uh, taxi guys generally fill up down there, mm-hmm. uh, and it was uh, six ninety nine. Whoa. Yeah.
1: that's amazing <laughs> hey Jordan uh, Trump warned us this and everyone laughed seven dollars a gallon that's what he said well yeah and,
0: and of course I've got I've got friends in California talking to me the gas out there now is uh, is around nine bucks in some places it's ten dollars that's crazy and I guess you heard about the one place that they in California that they had a problem with the uh, with the pumps and for uh, about four hours, they, the gas instead of it being six ninety nine was point six nine it was sixty nine cents a gallon <laughs> and they had a complete run on the gas station <laughs> oh
1: my gosh i didn 't hear and, about that but that's
0: yeah I and do. and 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 the poor the poor guy that owns the gas station oh they said he lost sixteen thousand dollars and and like an the poor in like the four hours because people that were going there filling up, calling their friends and saying, get over here. Oh sixty nine gosh, down.
1: Well, uh, thank you so much, Jordan. We look forward to speaking with you next week. Of course, you can always catch...
0: love to Always love to visit with you guys, Liz. You thank
1: you. Thank you. And uh, you can catch his book, The Life of a Blue Collar Actor, on bookbaby.com. Thanks, Jordan. We'll talk to you next week. Thank
0: time. you, Liz. Okay, awesome. the bye-bye. The Liz Show with Nick Summers. Back in a bit on Talk 94.5.